Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity um, to share your word. I pray, Father, for supernatural divine utterance. Thank you for the moving of your spirits. Thank you for the praise and worship of, of your people going forward. As we talk about the call, I thank you for leading us and guiding us. We submit it to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are God, <laughs> and you are the third person of the Godhead. And so lead us and guide us and direct us. I totally yield to you whatever you want to do. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened that they may know what is the hope of your calling in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're continuing our series called the People Series. Um, I need, because I can't see close. <laughs> um, I pray that you have been encouraged and strengthened in the faith, growing in your understanding. So today we're going to talk about the call. The call. The first one was the beginning. The second was the remedy. And this one is called the call. So what does that look like? What, what are you talking about? So I found out years later that my dad, I don't know if he coined the phrase, but it's just something that I have, um, ever since my brother shared it with me, it's called, he said, ministry is the business of people. That just kind of like set me up. And my former pastor, Pastor Lauren Powell, he used to say that people, you know, I worked full time there and, and there are people coming all the time. And he was like, and sometimes it would frustrate the staff. He's like, man, we can't get our work done. And he would get us, bring us back to reality. People are the reason why we're in ministry. People are not interruption, uh, uh, interruption, but they're actually the reason why we exist. And so this series kind of started as a result of thinking about what people call man-centered gospel. And I want to say some things that would maybe challenge your thinking is people are the center, people, people are the center of the earth, the world, the center of the gospel. And when I say that, I'm not taken away from the glory of God. I'm not taken away from that, you know, it's about his glory, but his glory includes people. <laughs> and so the Lord has this, and I said it last week, this divine affinity towards people. Uh, so it is a people-centered gospel, gospel for people. That I flipped that. Heaven for people. Yeah, y'all do know that heaven is for people. And the kingdom of God is for people. So with that said, go with me in your Bibles to Deuteronomy 32, verse 9. De Deuteronomy 32, verse 9. Um, I believe that if we can understand this call, I believe that we can bless a lot of people and we can learn how to be more faithful with our relationships that we have. Um, how many people will be bold enough to say that you, you might have some drama, uh, some relationships that, are, that need to be reconciled? Let me see your hands. Okay, a few of us. All right. And um, so I believe that with the wisdom of God, we can help um, resolve those things and reconcile. Deuteronomy 32 verse 9 says this, but the Lord, I can actually see that now, but the Lord's portion is his people and Jacob his allotted heritage. Heritage. The Lord's portion is his people. I ever say the Lord's portion, the Lord's portion. is his people. All right, so we are his portion. Um, we are God's best creation. We are God's best creation. So if you're born again, you have, you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. Anointed, listen to this, anointed for people and anointed to witness. How many know that we are anointed for a purpose? Come on. And we're not anointed just so that we can get some, some cards put pastor, prophet, evangelist, pastor, apostle, prophet, and evangelist, which, you know, the acronym for APE. <laughs> uh, we're not anointed for just, you know, these titles. Everybody have these titles. I mean, we, we're living in a society that 
in the church, uh, titles are important to people. You know, they put great emphasis on titles. And I, I think that sometimes that titles can take away from what God has called us. Some people are not those titles. They don't have those grace for those titles. And it seems like now that a lot of people want to be apostles. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but it's like everybody is an apostle. Surely there's not that many apostles going around. I mean, we don't have the signs of, of these apostles. They pay, people have two people and they call themselves apostles. I think that, that, that there's a problem to that. Not that it's about how many people you have. Um, but in some cultures, church cultures, culture, it's like it's a focus on bishop and archbishop and um, master prophet. Have you, is this just me? Have y'all heard these? I mean, they just kind of like it's, they're going crazy with these things. And I, I do believe that titles are important. I don't want to go on the other extreme and say that they're not important. G Christ is a title. It means the Messiah, the anointed one. So we don't throw away titles. But at the same time, we don't magnify titles. It's the office. It's the graces. So we are anointed for people and anointed to witness. Mother and a father, those are titles. Um, um, husband, wife, that's a title. Maybe you, you are a, you know, an a entrepreneur. That's a title. So we, we don't get rid of titles, but we got to keep in mind what's the purpose for this anointing that God has given us. I believe that all believers in general have an anointing, but then when those believers receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, there's a greater anointing that comes upon us. And that greater anointing is for a purpose. And unfortunately, some Christians that I know have only functioned in, um, have not been faithful with the anointing that they have. We, we see people crying out for greater anointings and greater want to be used greater, but I believe that, I don't believe the anointing only comes through prayer and fasting. At one point, I kind of had that, that idea that if the more I fast, the more I prayed, the more the anointing would come. I do believe there's an element of that, but I believe that the greater anointing comes as we're faithful with the anointing that we have. And unfortunately, some people have not been faithful with what they have, but yet they want more. There is a shortage. Um, we're going to see this real quick. I have a lot of scriptures, but I, I'm going to try not to be with, be, uh, with y'all that long. Matthew chapter 9. Let's go over there. Let's look at 35. There's a shortage of laborers. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. It says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were uh, harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, go ahead, let's read that. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. There are a lot of people waiting to hear the gospel. There are more people waiting to hear the gospel than there are people willing to go and preach it. There's not a shortage of, of harvest, but there's a shortage of laborers. And I promise you, by experience and by the Spirit, there are people in your circle right now who are, who, who's, who's right for salvation. But you just got to open your mouth. You got to open your mouth. Um, God did not save you so that we can look good. He saved us for a purpose. He saved us, of course, from his wrath, his, our sins, the devil, ourselves, but he saved us to something. He saved us from evil. He saved us from unrighteousness. But he saved us to love. He saved us from hell or from hatred. He saved us to love. He saved us to good works. We're not saved by works, but we're saved to work. And he saved us to people. To people. Everybody say people. People. So people are, are, are the reason, or is the reason why we are anointed. God does not anoint you 
just so that you can say that you are anointed. So when we think about the call, there are three calls. I, of course, there are many different calls within these three calls, but I'm going to focus on the, these three calls. The first one is the call to Christ. Some would call it the call to faith. First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine says, God is faithful who has called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. And so there is a call to faith, a call to Christ. So before there is a call for purpose, and sometimes people talk about destiny, and they talk about, you know, what, why did God create me? The first calling that the Holy Spirit goes after for people, the moment that you're born into this world, the Holy Spirit begins to set up through the prayers of the saints an environment for that person that is born to be saved. That's the highest calling, is to be saved from our sins. So the Holy Spirit, if I can say, it's not that he works overtime, but it's just to, so that you can understand, he's working overtime for our babies to be saved. And then he, he begins to set up, you know, moving on people's hearts, such as the you know, Salvation Army who, had, who created Children's Church and, and different things. And, and we think about even um, v, VBS. He goes and he raises up churches and or even parachurches or ministry on the side to minister to children because he wants them to get saved at a young age. God blesses parents or individuals with children so that they could be saved. Your little mini yous are not really about you. <laughs> it's about their salvation. God wants your children. Amen. Amen. He goes after your children. You know, if, if there was a situation of, of a father, a husband and wife, and they decided to get divorced for whatever reason, he goes with the parent that goes after the children's salvation. He'll forsake, and I'm not talking about, you know, when a God is everywhere and, and uh, you know, he's omnipresent. But his manifested presence, his blessing will be upon the parent that will see to the salvation of their children. And he will forsake the parent. If I say forsake, I'm not talking about like he's going away. But his manifested presence and blessings will not be there for the parent who does not see after the salvation of their kids. And so I want to encourage you that God goes after people. The, the anointing is, the target for the anointing is people. So you are anointed for people. Everybody say, I'm anointed for people. We're not to be delivered from people. We're to be delivered from unreasonable wicked men, strange women, strange men. We're to pray those things. But if they're not unreasonable, if they're not wicked, if they're not strange in the sense of packed with devils and don't want to be set free, they're not trying to get free from their devils. They're petting their devils. <laughs> they're entertaining their devils. I, I shocked y'all with that. <laughs> there are some people who entertain their devils. They don't want deliverance. They want to stay in their bondages. They love the pleasure of the bondage more than the freedom that is available to them. And you can't convince somebody who don't want to do better, <laughs> who don't want more. I've been around a lot of people who don't want more. I mean, I, I, you know, I've tried in my, in my days of salvation when I save little. I'm trying to get everybody born again and, I'm, and, and not only born again, but I want them to get filled with the spirit and I want them to learn about the ways of God. I want them to be successful in life. But if they don't want it, I can't force it on them. I can pray for them. You know, if you don't want to do right, then I, I can't force that on you. And sometimes I can see, and you, you know this, you've seen it. You see people, their pathway, and they choose to go down the hill or go down a path that's full of rough or uh, hardship, but it doesn't have to be that way. Life is already hard, so why would you make it more hard? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to have that. But God, God likewise, he goes after Kids, he works, oh, if I can say this, not like he's working overtime, but to us, he's working overtime for the salvation of the children from the day that they're born into this world. And he tries to get them to, to this first calling, the call to faith, the call to know him, the call to fellowship with him, the call to minister to him. He wants our 
He wants that. That calling is for every human being. That's what he he's after. That's that call. The call to Christ. The second calling is to the body of Christ. To the body of Christ. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Let's go over there. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Let's look at this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. It says this. It says, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to who? <laughs> so you thought you were only supposed to do good to those who are doing good to you. But we should be nice to everybody, right? I mean, you don't know that. I, I hate when I go to um, Chick for Heaven and, and then there's people like, they got attitude. Like, it's not too many Chick-fil-A's like this, but the one in Philly is ghetto. And so they, what they like, what you want? I'm like, wait, what about how may I serve you today? That, that's, that's the, should I call Mr. Truth It? Truth it? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's part of what you, you, you're standing for. And so um, I hate when people have attitude when they're serving food, because I'm like, why are you even get here? Like, they don't like their job, they don't like themselves, and they don't want to be there. Then quit. <laughs> like, I want to tell them that. But anyway, anyway, we're to do good to everybody. Let us do good to every. The scripture says that. So we're not to render evil for evil. But we're to do good, right? So, so God blessed us to do some good. God prospers you to do some good. God heals you to do some good. So we're to do some good. And it says, check this out, especially to those who? Of the household of faith. So you're going to do good to everybody, but especially to the believers, especially to your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Make sure you do good to the world, but especially the ones who are saved like you are, the one that has that common salvation. So I know I've seen, and you, if you've been in church a little bit, you've seen mean Christians. And they don't even go together. Like, how can you be a Christ-like and mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> and then especially those, I feel the Holy Ghost. You feel with what? <laughs> what unholy spirit? <laughs> you know <what> said <laughs> God doesn't want us to, to have, I mean, it's just some Christians, they're just, and they're self-righteous. They judge people. We're not to judge the world. So if a person is in sin, you don't judge them. Now, it's different if they're brothers and sisters, right? You call them account, but even in judging them, you're trying to restore them. <clears throat> the whole point of of judging them is to bring them to restoration. All right, so we're called to the body of Christ. Say, I'm called to the body of Christ. You to love her. The body of Christ is considered the wife of Christ. You to love the body of Christ. Love her. Minister to her. Encourage her. When the last time you encourage somebody else? Pray for her, to edify her. You know, we're to edify, build up the body, strengthen the body of Christ. And this one may hit you pretty hard. To function in your gifts for, for her. Helping her to be strong in the faith. You got gifts. God did not give you gifts so you can sit on them. You need to use your gifts. Because they bring a blessing to the body. Why would you rob the body of Christ of your voice, of your skills, of your mind, of your hands? Come on. God has anointed some of us, some of y'all, not me, um, to be handy people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so if you see something wrong, don't complain about it. Resolve it. Amen. If you got anointing to fix some things, fix that, that anointing. You know what I'm saying? If you got some anointing to, to design, design some things. Make things better. Then I don't like the way, you know, they need some flowers there. You know, okay, help us out. I, I sure don't see no flowers. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I just don't see that. That's not like my, I'm like, it's, it's beautiful to me, like with no flowers. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I need glasses now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you gotta, you know, do a sound and all that stuff. We gotta function in our gifts and not only in our local church, but at home. It's amazing people wanna prophesy in church, but don't prophesy at home. <laughs> Courtney prophesies at home. I prophesy at home. Like, why not? 
prophesy in the world. Don't, like, I got a gift of prophecy. Well, you just wanted somebody. I mean, I never waited uh, uh, on invitations to preach. I, I had my own meetings, going down to Camden, preaching on the house, I mean, on the streets. Just, I'm not waiting for somebody to invite me. <laughs> and, and, and I think that that's, that's the mentality. So we're called to the body of Christ. What can I do to, to minister to the body of Christ? And last, we're called to the world. Um, to preach the gospel to the world, to minister hope, to deliver the message of reconciliation. So let's go to our text. <laughs> that was my intro. <laughs> Luke chapter 4. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Think about if everybody would just do their call, walk in their calling, whatever it may be, and there are many, many different types of callings. If everybody functions in those callings, the world will be a better place. If everybody does the everybody does the thing that they were born to do, use their minds. Everybody's not the same. We're not the same. God loves diversity. You know, look at the flowers. They're different. And our different personalities. We all got different personalities. And so, and of course, you know, our environment has a lot to do with those things. But I, I do believe that when we function in all that God has given us, we edify, we build up, we make this world a better place. When we find our place in the body of Christ, we're finding our place in the world. We need to look to add value to people. Even if they don't get born again, how can I make their lives better by meeting me? You know what I'm saying? What can I do? Can I bring a smile? Can I bring a joke? Can I bring some life? Can I bring some wisdom? Can I bring some, come on. Can I bring some money? Can I bring some music? Can I bring some poetry? Can, come on. We, we, we need to look for ways to bring things to people. Jesus said through um, the apostles, it's better you're more, more, more blessed. Blessed is the person who gives, right? You're more blessed if you give than to receive. And so sometimes we're on the, the other side of receiving. If you're depressed, why don't you go and do something for somebody else? Bring some joy to somebody else. And I promise you that depression will leave at least a little bit. <laughs> and I think there's something to being a blessing to somebody else. So the call is for people. Luke chapter 4, and let's look at this, verse 18 and 19. You know, Jesus found himself, let's go, verse 17. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He un unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Uh, why? Why? You know, go around and say, hey, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I think some people are so prideful over the anointing. I hear from God. So what? The devil hears from God. <laughs> and tremble. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hearing from God is, is, is not should not be equated to being spiritual. So I want to get y'all free from somebody who can prophesy your address. So what? I can look up Google and find you. You know, you can pay that pay that ten dollars a month or something, and you can find almost anybody. <laughs> I mean, you're not impressing me because you told me about something that nobody else knows. So familiar spirits. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 don't be impressed by prophets. Receive them when they're true. That's right, right. But don't be impressed by, okay, they prophesy. You're in a season of betrayal, okay. Stephen Wonder could have saw that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every pastor is in a season of betrayal. I mean, I mean Jesus was in a season of betrayal. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Lord wants to bless you. Oh, the Lord wants to bless everybody. You know what I'm saying? God wants you to get a house. Oh, God wants everybody a house. Maybe I want a condo. Maybe I want a townhouse. Maybe I want to rent because I got to travel. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I'm not taking away from prophetic gifts, but we're not building KLM on prophetic gifts. We're building on the word of God. Amen. Amen. And we test prophetic <laughs> gifts with the word of God. So somebody gives you a word, praise God, but don't go around following them. <laughs> What, what you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? What did you do with the last word that you got? Ten years ago. 
you still, ah, I got a prophetic word. The Lord said, I'm going to the nations. Okay, so we all call to the nations, maybe not geographically, but to the nations, wherever our world is. Amen. I'm going to stop. That's my little pet peeve. Uh, Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And why did he anoint Jesus? To proclaim good news to the poor. Yeah, Jesus was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. So he got he preaching freedom. He preaching good news to the poor. He's proclaiming liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You see here at least three times the word proclaim is, is, is mentioned. So God anointed Jesus to say some things. One of, the, one of the reasons why we are anointed is so we can say some things. Amen. You got to say some things to, because you are anointed to say some things. Ezekiel, prophesy to the dead bones, the dry bones. Prophesy, speak life to people around you. I, I don't like being around negative people. They just bring me down. They, I mean, you go, hey, how you doing? Oh, you know, my arm is hurting. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm blind in one eye. You know, I, I got the diabetes and, and, and I, you know, I'm about to die. You know, <laughs> you know, and this is like, I'm not saying not to be able to share with people, but if that's all you're saying, like, I, I don't want to, like, there's somebody else who's in a worse condition than you are. And so we are to speak some things, proclaim, and God anoints us to minister to poor, poor in spirit, poor naturally, to, to set people who are captive, both mentally, emotionally, and as well as spiritually oppressed by demons, or people who are just bound from past, from the past, and to recover the sight of the blind. We're to bring light, our eyes, our vision to those who are blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We are in the season, season, I hate to say that, but the season is a lifetime of God's favor. Since Jesus came on the scene, we're in the season of the favor of the Lord. That season won't ever end until Jesus comes back. <laughs> and so we, we see that this anointing is upon him to do something. The anointing is upon you to do something. It's, the, the anointing, again, is, is targeted. The anointing targets people to bless them, to heal them, to bring some good news to them, to bring some sight to them. Go with me to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. When people are doing what they're called to do, the world is better. The woman who examined my eyes for five years, everybody said five years. PD couldn't see. <laughs> for five years, I couldn't see from far. And she examined my eyes and gave me some pres a prescription to help me to see better. Come on. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for dentists. Sometimes we, oh, I just want a miraculous. That is miraculous. That God gives men and women wisdom concerning the physical body to help us. Right? The ministry of helps is important. How can we help people? Acts chapter 10, verse 38. I know I can quote it. <laughs> but I want you to see it for yourself. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with, and with power. So when God anoints you, he anoints you with his spirit and with some power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Notice that he went around doing good. The anointing will always do good. Ha, ha, ha. The anointing will always do good. The anointing will not take away from you. It will add to you. So if a man or woman is anointed, you're going to be edified. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be strengthened. Something is going to happen. God does not anoint us for nothing. We need to see that this helps us even more 
The more anointed I am, the more good I can do. The devil is a master oppressor. The devil oppresses people, but Jesus liberates them. And so whether it's in the classroom where you're teaching and you're liberating minds of ignorance. That, how many it takes an anointing to teach? And even kids. Whatever your job is, as long as it's not doing something that is demonic or bringing uh, humanity down, whatever you're called to do or whatever you are doing right now, you can do it with the anointing. God can give you anointing to do your job better to make the world a better place. Amen. Amen. And God is after people. Let's go here. I think this is probably one of my last scriptures. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Acts chapter one, verse eight says this. Let's take a look at this. Acts chapter one, verse eight. It says, but you will receive what? Power. Power when what? With the Holy Spirit has done what? Okay, let's stop there. So when you're born again, the Spirit of God comes inside of you. When you're filled with the Spirit, he comes upon you. This is why the baptism is so important. It's the spirit within and the spirit upon. When you get born again, the spirit comes inside. Every born again believer it has the Holy Spirit, but they don't have him in the fullness. And so when you get baptized with the spirit, he comes up on you. So that that that's his the spirit comes upon you for service. And it doesn't matter. We have limited the anointing to the church. But God anoints you in all places. He needs you to be in your place. Wherever you're called to do, wherever you are right now, that anointing can come upon you to serve wherever you are. You can do some good. The anointing makes things easier. That anointing will give you wisdom on your job. You can have the anointing in those meetings. That that anointing can give you the key to unlocking some understanding. Do you do you believe that? The anointing can change the world. There, you know, it, Jesus said, "We'll do greater works." The greater works is not necessarily we'll do anything greater than raising somebody from the dead, but it's it's that the fact that we're able. There was only one physical Jesus, but now he has a body. And so his body could be everywhere, everywhere. Grand Turks, his body. Are you, are you with me? DR, his body is everywhere, functioning in their calling, making the world a better place. The Lord, it says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in all Jerusalem and Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. And so God wants his people all around the world. The Lord gave us his power, gave us his anointing, his spirit to do something and to be something. To be a witness. There is, we receive an anointing to be a witness as a Christian. Many God's people, they've done little to nothing with the anointing to witness. I'm going to ask you a question not to bring condemnation, but to provoke you to righteous works, good works. When the last time you witnessed to somebody? Ah, we read the laborers are few. What's wrong with you and I being a laborer? Why not qualify? That you want God's wisdom and God's anointing? Why not be a laborer? He needs laborers. There are not many laborers. Very few people are after the will of God. And unfortunately, even Christians. Many of God's people have little to do to have done little to nothing with this anointing. To witness. Some are crying out for more anointing. Don't even know what they're asking for. God would not give you more if you have not been faithful over the anointing that you received at the infilling. We receive the Lord's mantle. Many times people are talking about they want to receive some man or woman of God's mantle. But guess what? You and I received the mantle from Jesus, the greatest mantle. We received his spirit, the third person of the Godhead. God's dream is to have a family. He wants to be father to his creation. He's concerned about humanity. He has people on his mind. He wants people in his family, his kingdom, his church. He created humanity to love and to shepherd them so much. Matthew 22, let's go there. Matthew chapter 22 says this, it's, it's the greatest commandment. They came to Jesus asking, what is the greatest commandment? 
Matthew 22, verse 34, it says, But when the Pharisees heard that he, he had silenced the Sadducee, they gathered together, and, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, to him, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You should love your neighbor as yourself. And all these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So we see here the greatest commandment is to love God and to love people. To love God and to love people. We got to go after hard after God and we got to go hard after people. People are not, um, they're not sent in your life so they can get on your last nerve. They're sent there for you to minister to them. We got to get, we got to become people minded. We got to think about people. Our love should be lit, should, should be really focused on these two places, in these two places, to love God and to love people. John 3, verse 16, 17, we looked at it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God loves the world. He wants the world. God wants the world. Everybody say, God wants the world. He's concerned about every person in the world. There is a demonic, a diabolical ideology that I, 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 I kind of bought into it a little bit. It's called the doctrine of election. And that, that particular doctrine, as some will teach it, say that God elected some to go to heaven and some to go to hell. That is a lie. And that hinders people from doing evangelism. Because if God has already elected you, then you don't have to do anything. But we know, and we're going to be teaching through Romans, and we know from Romans chapter 9 through chapter 11 talks about how God elected Israel. But we know in Christ, if he's really elected Christ, and in Christ, everybody, salvation is available to everybody. So that bumps the whole concept that you and I are, are the only elected ones, that we're only the, you know, those chosen people, like they're just chosen. And they used to call them chosen, frozen individuals. And, and, and that that stops us from loving people. But I'm telling you, God is after every Luke chapter 19, verse 10 says the son of man came to seek to save that which was lost. He will leave the ninety nine and go after the one. He's concerned about every person. He cares about the sinner and the backslider. He wants them. He is seeking lost fellowship with them. And so you and I got to get on God's. God's agenda. God's agenda is people. He's concerned about your children. He's concerned about your spouse. He's concerned about your parents. He's concerned about your uncles and aunts and friends. Come on, your neighbors, your physical neighbors. He's after people. And then unless we become this, this person that will receive this call, we will miss out on God's best. My last scripture that I'm going to have you turn to. <laughs> uh, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And let's look at this. Verse 21. You heard me talk about this before, but I think it really helps us to be reminded of these things. And let's look at verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be cheered by the news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own what? Interest and not those of who? Jesus Christ. Let me submit this to you, that one of the interests of Jesus is people. People is on God's mind. People is on Jesus's mind. People is on the Holy Spirit mind. He is concerned about people. God doesn't deliver you from people, but to people. You and I have been, we were delivered from unreasonable and wicked men and strange women and strange men, but he wants the people. He wants people. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I'm here to tell you, part of seeking the kingdom of God is to seek after people. Save and the lost. 2 Peter 3, 9 says that God wants all to repent. That is his will for all to repent. So let me give you some tools, some applications for this. How do we... Receive this call and operate in this call. Call to Christ. We've talked much about that. Call to the body of Christ. We've talked a little bit about that. But a call to the, to the world. We've talked almost nothing about that. But here are some, some applications. How can you function 
in the call to people, whether it's in the body of Christ or it's to the world. We're called to people. Yes, I, I put great emphasis. Most of my preaching has been get with Christ, get with Christ, get with Christ, pray, fast, meditate, you know, confess the word, and that's great. And we need to allow ministry to people to flow out of that. But now there is a, a, a call to people to focus on people. Um, one of our, the visions, knowing God, and I put great emphasis on knowing God. Y'all know that. Y'all should know all my notes. Uh, knowing God. Loving who? People. Making who? Making what? Well, it doesn't happen just automatically. We have to be intentional. So start, first it starts with the people you know. People you work. Sometimes it's, and I said this, it's easier to love people outside of your house than the people inside of your house. The nation may be the people in your house, or your neighbors, or in your family. So here's the application. First one is to pray for people. Pray for people. We, we got to pray. Pray for laborers. Sometimes, I, I know I can be selfish. I want to always be the one to lead people to Christ in my family. But I got to realize they might be too familiar with me. So it's okay. <laughs> as long as they get the word, nevertheless, Christ is preached. So let, let's not be selfish with, I'm the one that God's going to use. You be open for God to use you in your family, but God may, may want to send somebody who they like better, who they don't know much from, right? They don't have nothing to compare, and so they, they, they totally open to that person. Have you noticed that sometimes you get these, you know, family members, they get these little boyfriend, girlfriends, and it's like, they just like in love. It's like they don't hear the wisdom from, from their family. Like, listen, that, that person's no good for you. And they're so in love with that person. Right? They, they so quick, right? Maybe you and I are like that a lot of ways. We'll listen to a stranger more than we'll listen to somebody in our own household. Quicker. So... I don't know what it is. I think it's something that just in our nature, sometimes we have a tendency to listen to somebody that we don't see all the time. Um, so pray for people. So pray that God would send laborers. If you're praying for a lost, uh, someone who's not born again, pray that God would send laborers across their path. There's somebody who, who, who has something in common with your relative that, that they just have favor with them. And they'll listen to them. So why not pray that person into that person, into the loved one's lives? Let's pray so hard that they don't even have to know that we're doing that. But we're praying for the, the will of the Lord, for God's will. That's what you should do for your children. If you have little kids, pray for the will of God for your kids. Pray their spouses into their lives. Pray their best friends into their lives. Come on. Pray their bosses into their lives. Pray for, pray for godly men to surround them all the days of their lives. So let's pray for people, starting with, you know, the people in your house, starting with the people in your, in your family, starting with your neighbors or your world. When the last time you really prayed for somebody? Number two, develop ministering ears. James 1.19 says, be slow to speak, quick to hear. So if you want to get into people's worlds, in people's world, you got to listen to them. Just listen to them. Just learn how to. Sometimes it's not always about you and, and, and you giving knowledge to them. Sometimes just listen to them. They'll tell you everything going on in their lives. <laughs> just listen to them. Listen to somebody else's story. Don't always tell your story. Sometimes it's hard for us. So develop ministering ears. Number three, tell the truth. Tell people the truth in love. But notice, in love. <laughs> I'm going to confront you. I'm going to confront you. I'm going to confront her. I'm gonna, okay, so what? <laughs> but you ain't doing it in love. They're not going to receive it. So you got to do it in love. Say, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Uh, I, I don't agree with you. But I do think that I know that God has a better plan for your life. You know, um, you know I'm not going anywhere. I love you, but you're wrong. You're wrong. And I love you so much that I'm willing to risk our human relations 
so that you can go to heaven. You got to love people so much that you're willing to tell them, say, you know, there is a place. I'm not saying go around preaching hellstone, brimstone, like my pastor told me to go preach hell. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But there is a time that you need to tell them about hell. There's a hell. There's a real hell. And, and I don't want you to go there. I love you so much. I believe this gospel so much. Doesn't mean we can't play pool or play spades. I'm sorry, wrong crowd. Um, you know, whatever. We, <laughs> Xbox 5 or PS5 or uh, Atari 2600. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> so so we, we love people enough that we, we, we got to tell them the truth. I mean, I, 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 wish, I mean, if you see a booger in my nose, I, I pray that you'll be bold enough to say, hey, Pastor, huh, here's some tissue. You got a booger there. I mean, just don't let me looking crazy. <laughs> All right? that, that's how it is when people got their sin. Like they got something stained on their lives. This is going to end up in destruction. You, you, you're becoming a house wrecker. You know, you wrecking somebody's house. You're sowing seeds. I just want you to remember, you could call it a law of attraction. It's the law of sowing and reaping. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's not, you know, karma is going to get you. No, the law of sowing and reaping is going to get you. And so what you're sowing today, you're going to reap tomorrow. So let me help you out. It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to end in destruction. That's a real friend. Truth tellers. We need people to tell the truth. Even if it causes us a relationship for four or five years. And that person comes back later on, not that you're harsh, oh, uh, but you, you say, listen, God has more for you. All right. Number four, and that leads me to this one. Be merciful. You got to be merciful. Don't, you don't know the type of shoes that they're walking in, and perhaps you never walked in those shoes. So be merciful towards people. You don't know what, what kind of hell they went through, especially people working on their jobs and they got attitudes and they doing all this stuff. And you don't know what they've been through. And you just sit there and say, okay, I, I understand. I understand you can't help me right now. Sometimes we always try to get the favor. Mm. Trying to get over. We, we want people to risk their jobs to give us favor. Mm. How selfish that is. Sometimes God will lead you not to get the discount to pay more to bless them. Go and pay the, the go pay the, the pay the bigger price for that thing that you can get cheaper so that you can bless because they need it more. Yeah, he'll lead you to do that. It's not always, cheap is not always the best route. And if you, sometimes always hearing the low amount is not always the will of God. Sometimes, God, you know, you want to bless somebody and you got $25 or the Lord, you know, you keep hearing $100. Oh, no, that's not the Lord because I don't have the $100. Maybe they need that. Maybe you could be the answer to somebody's prayer. Let's pray that we are the answers to people's prayers. Somebody prayed for me to come in and bless them. Amen. Instead of us always looking to for for our prayers to be answered. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for that day somebody's going to write me a check for $1,000. When the last time you wrote a check to somebody for $1,000? <laughs> I, I, I want somebody to do something good for me. When the last time you did good, good for somebody else? And not expecting anything from them. No obligations. Just want to bless you. So you got to be merciful. Let's show mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And we got to be merciful to this world. This world needs mercy. This, this world needs mercy. Let's not be so quick. And sometimes, and this is not even on my notes, sometimes we're so quick to put our mouths on people. We gossip and we talk about people. But guess what? Jesus died for that person you're gossiping about. And the next time somebody comes to you and gossip about somebody, says, no, 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 I got to stop you right there. Let's pray for them. Let's, let's just pray for them. I mean, the, time, the amount of time we're talking about this person, we could be interceding and supplicating on their behalf. And God could do more with our prayers than he can with our gossip. Stop talking about your jobs and gossiping about your job and how much you hate it because the Lord will, he might just take away that job. And you're sitting there, I need a job. Yeah, you had it good. Sometimes we want the, 
you know, it's, it's, it's better on the other side. Yeah, get the other side, that promotion that you wanted so badly, oh, now you ain't got the time for. And while well, at least right now you got the time. Come on. So we, we, we got we got to we got to do better. <laughs> we got to be better. And we're going to talk about that. So uh, but be merciful. That supervisor, that boss, that client, that student. Come on. That, that patient. Be merciful. You don't know what type of pain they're going through. Yeah, they may have some things that's not right. Elevator is not all the way to the top. But what can I do to help that elevator to get to the top? Hey, hey. I'm anointed to help. Even if it's just a little progress, we're so quick. They're crazy. Let's bring them the crazy love of God that will bring the craziness and make the crooked straight. I do believe we have that anointing. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you, he can help raise somebody out of that demonic lifestyle. That way of thinking, mental disorders, and oh, I'm not equipped, I'm not equipped. Stop saying you're not equipped. You got the Holy Ghost. Maybe the Holy Ghost will lead you to the right therapist to send them, send them to, right? Maybe you have a, your resource. A lot of times people like to come to me for resources. And sometimes I've complained, like, why do you always got to go look up for yourself? But if God has blessed me to be able to go ahead of them, why not to save them some time and send back complaining, like, they need to do their own work. If I can help somebody else to stand on my shoulders, to be a little bit better than me. Come on. Not take as long as I did. You, you are anointed for people. Um, next one. real quick. I got three more. I'm preaching each one. Become an effective laborer. Learn how to minister hope to people. Hope. People, they need hope. They're, 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 they're dying and, and, and they, they, they're, they're, you know, their, their hope is messed up. They don't have no dreams. Maybe we can spark some dreams. Even if they're not born again, what is it you want to do? Maybe I can help you discover the things that God has placed inside of you. Maybe I can unlock some potential inside of you by speaking the right words over you. Maybe just taking, taking some time to pray. Be, you know, being quick to pray for people. Let's just stop and pray. Breaking stuff off of people. You know, you know how to bind the devil and loose angels and loose the peace of God. When the last time you did that to a stranger who's going through and they're crying and, you know, you just say, oh, I'm just going to cry with them. Yeah, there is a time to cry with those that need to be cried with. But, the, but it's also this time to like, come on, get up. Get up out of that grave. Come on, let me show you the man who, who resurrected me out of my sin. All right, number six. This is a big one. And this is the last one I want to talk about. You got to make time for people. I'm busy. If you're too busy for people, you're too busy. You got to make people feel important. And if you don't make time for them, they don't feel important to you, to them, you know, in their life. You're not, you're not, you're not making them, you make people feel something, right? You do. You make people you come in contact with, you make them feel something. Why not make them feel better, important? Why not when you're meeting with them, you put aside the phone, maybe turn off the phone and you give them your, your, your focus. Says you and me, talk to me and look them in their eyes. And say, hey, talk to me. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you. You know, I killed somebody. Just act like he, that doesn't bother you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. Oh, glory to God. Jesus. <laughs> I'm anointed to go tell the cops. <laughs> you need to turn yourself in. Maybe you can coach them into turning themselves in, right? <laughs> That's a crazy example. All right. Watch somebody go have that. I don't wish that on you. <laughs> Let me slide. Lord, deliver me from a reasonable, wicked man, strange women. Oh, God. Oh, I think I got a call. I see you later. I forgot about this. <laughs> uh, that was horrible. <laughs> horrible example. Yeah, I'm sleepy. I, 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 get, I get in at 2 o'clock. Um, <laughs> make them know you care for them. This is part of make time for people. Be the arms of Jesus to them. Somebody has not had like a, 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 
a protective hug. Um, you know, people have ungodly motives. So maybe be the hand that says this is safety. This is a place of safety. Be the ear of Jesus to them. Be the mouthpiece of Jesus. Be there for them. And be present in their lives. Don't be so quick to leave. Sit there and wait for them and pray with them and, and, and seek God while they're talking for wisdom to give them. What can I say? Sometimes it's meant for you not to say anything, you know. But other times you need to say some, some wisdom. Just say, Lord, give me words. There's a scripture that says that we may minister grace to the hearers. Let's minister some grace. Let grace be in our mouths. Let's minister grace. Minister life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are, we are called for people. We are anointed for people. God did not give you the Holy Spirit so you can do nothing with him. You have this anointing, so utilize it. Even today, as you go for Sunday's brunch, minister to somebody. Go out of your way. It may be the last time that you see them. People are dying all the time. Nobody promised that we're going to live on the earth forever. And so we got to utilize our time. People, people are in a valley of decisions, and they, they, have, they need to make a decision. <clears throat> and some people have never heard the, the message of Christ. So be the, be the messenger. Be the FedEx person to deliver. It's, it's such an urgency. Sometimes it's an urgency that you need to call that person. That last, you know, when the last time? Sometimes I go through my phone, and I just pick a random person and just like, let me call them, check on them. And it, and it never fails. I was just thinking about you. Either they were lying or, or just trying to make me feel better. Pray for them. Maybe the last time you see that person. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you, Father. I pray that you would help us to be more focused on people than ourselves. Lord, you told us to, to be mindful of others, to, to think about others. God, I pray that you, we would not be inward focused only. It's important that we have the self-help and, and the self-focus and take care of ourselves. But help us to think about others. God, help us to pray for others. Help us to give to others. Help us to, to spend time with others. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have some time where you just want your, your me time. Maybe God wants to interrupt your me time for somebody else. Amen. Amen. Even if it's once a week, at this time, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give, all right? opportunity to prosper. I'm not going to beg you to prosper. You know, God wants you to be prosperous. All right, we, we, we have this wonderful building that right now it looks like we're going to move in in March, in May. In May. And so, amen. Glory to God. And so I want you to, to, to honor the Lord with your tithe. That's 10% of your revenue, right? Not your gross. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, of your gross, not your net. And, and, and so if you make $100,000, what's 10% of that? 10000 10000 So you should be, that belongs to the Lord. That's not even not negotiable. I don't believe in tithing. It doesn't matter what you believe in. What does the Bible say, right? 10% of your gross. We honor the Lord with that. Then you give an offering, right? And then you sow towards the building. Amen? Amen. And so it's my desire to be able to pay the whole year's lease. That's what I want. And I believe that's the will of the Lord. Amen. So whether he's going to use you or somebody else, come on. <laughs> Either you're going to join with me or I have to believe God by myself, me and my wife. Right? We got to do something. Let's believe God. And whatever God has placed in your heart to sow towards the building, do so. Don't, you know, sometimes, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Just go ahead and, and, and you know what's in your heart. You know, amen. I mean, I, I, you could sit, I could sit down and do numbers all day. But what's in your heart to give? And I'm telling you, he, he can get it back to you 
quicker than you can saving it for it. And so I, I, I'm not making any promises. If you give today, you're going to get $100,000 tomorrow. I'm not saying that. That's, that's lies, right? If he does that, don't receive it. <laughs> but I'm saying to you that you give because you love God and you love KLM and you believe in what we're doing. There's no pressure. You give out of a heart of faith. I want you to give in faith. I mean, I'm using this as an example, but even if it's $2, you give that $2 in faith because that $2 will go towards the building and be multiplied and it will be multiplied back to you. Amen. So, so there's different ways in which you give. You need an envelope. Um, Stacy's here. He's going to make sure you get an envelope. And then there's a couple of ways in which you can give. You can actually give by way of push pay. Texting KLM. Let me see if I can see what this. There we go. Um, text KLM to 833-243-7413. Or you can do the cash out sign KLM. KLM NJ. Also, the, you can mail through the P.O. box. So sometimes I look down. <clears throat> so I, use, I still do this. I look down. But the, those scriptures that sometimes I quote, because I'm trying not to impress anybody, I act like I'm reading the scriptures from my, my notes, but I'm actually quoting those from my head. I, I've done that like, for years because I'm not trying to impress nobody. I'm like, oh, man, he really knows the Bible. What, is that good? what good is that? Because uh, I know the Bible. Am I living the Bible? That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can know. I got a great a uncle who gets drunk and he can preach the Bible better than anybody on this earth, including Bishop Jakes, anybody. But I mean, you ain't living nothing. <laughs> All right. It has nothing to do with the offer. <laughs> so go ahead. Sow, sow that big seed. And it's big, whether it's, 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 not, it's not so much, you know, it's the amount, but it's the faith. Amen. So release your faith as you do that. You give it on good ground in multiplication. I speak multiplication. I speak blessings upon you. We're moving. Amen. We're moving. We're making room for more people. Amen. Because we're concerned about people. We want to help them get born again, get filled with the Holy Spirit, teach them the ways of God, teach them how to live victorious, teach them how to know the, know the Lord and his ways, his word, and be victorious, and they can go to heaven with some rewards. We just don't want to get them to heaven. We want to make sure they have some rewards. Yeah. So they're like, let me see PD. See Jesus. See the Father, Holy Spirit. PD, thank you for teaching me. I got some rewards. That's, that's what I want to hear. Amen. Uh, you barely making it. I just made it in. Praise God, you're here. <laughs> but I want you to have some rewards. <laughs> you're like, yo, guess what? I, got? I gave the Lord a big, fat reward. He gave me a crown. I, was, I threw it at it. I had nothing to give. <laughs> but I'm here, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he wipe away your tears. <laughs> it's all right. At least you're in. <laughs> but how many of you just want to be a survivor? Oh, amen. Right. Oh, you want me more than a conqueror. Yeah, it's, just, it's not enough just to survive. You know, you overcome. Praise God. Join me standing as we make our confession of faith. I'm going to put my glasses on so I can see the screen for the first time in five years. <laughs> According to the word of God. <laughs> I used to do that by memory, too. <laughs> I'd be like, according to the word, I couldn't see it. I would just do it by memory. <laughs> You'd be like, yo, he really knows the confession. <laughs> According to, come on, I'm sorry. According to the word of God, I declare that money keeps coming to the body of Christ and money keeps coming to me for the sake of the gospel. I call my church debt free. I call in all the necessary finances to completely pay for all the buildings, properties, equipment, and to do everything God has called us as a church to do. We will help reach the lost and hurting, help the believers walk in faith and victory by the preaching of the gospel. We are building with grace. We will have everything we need. We have all the materials, financial resources that we need. KLM is a growing church. We are thriving in a pandemic. We are transforming and empowering our community. We are getting our buildings, come on, and our lands and our houses, our vehicles, our equipment. All our debts are being reduced and eliminated. I call my house and all my property paid in full. I believe I receive raises, bonuses, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritance, interest income, rebates and returns, discounts and dividends, checks in the mail, cash in my cash app, dollars in my devices, gifts and good surprises, 
lost money found, bills decreased and paid off, blessings and increase. And this year, I'm paying things off. I claim extra coming in quickly, easily, abundantly, and I'm paying off everything quickly. God is bringing into our hands seed, even some more super-sized seed. Lord, show me the seed that I have in my hand and how I should sow it, and I'll do it. Amen. Father, I thank you, Father, as we give in faith, we release our faith right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for meeting every need of every individual. I thank you for meeting every need of this house as we move into our new building. I thank you, Father, for the inspection. I thank you for favor for the city as they come and look at this building. And if anything's wrong with it, I thank you that they'll spot it in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for helping us any hidden motives, revealing those things as well. But Father, we trust in you. We believe that this is our building for this season. And so Father, as we walk in it, walk towards this, I thank you for making it smooth, smoothly. And I thank you for causing us to just increase in favor. Let us have the, the finances and resources that's needed to do the renovations, to prepare room for more people so we can minister to them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for a good week, Father. Father, as we leave this week, I thank you for a good, a God-filled week. Yes. And Father, help us to maximize opportunities to minister to people, both in our house and as well as outside of our household. God, give us wisdom, give us favor, give us, help us to be faithful with our relationships and every dysfunctional relationship. I pray, Father, for the wisdom so that we can reconcile. Father, give us, give us the, the wisdom that's needed for those people that, that, that we're not just getting along with, for whatever reason, give us the wisdom. Your word declares that says, if, if possible, that we may be at peace with everybody. And Father, may that be the mark of our lives. May we be a peaceable, peaceable life. Peaceable words, Father. Help us. Help us to minister to people on our jobs and in our homes. Give us the wisdom. Help us to think about people like never before. You've called us to people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.